This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There's a new way that you can uh, utilize technology to make a lot of money. This story is wild, Jim. Yeah, forget walking up to the counter or pulling out a gun and asking for a bag of money. So, so old school. This is a new one. Bank robbers steal $35 million by deepfaking bank boss's voice. So basically, there's a United Arab Emirates bank uh, with a ton of money, uh, and they got a phone call in uh, early 2020. This this news just came out, I think, to stop from anybody else having a stop anybody else from having a similar idea. So uh, they get a call, and it's uh, one of the bank executives uh, saying, "Hey, um, I uh, I got to make an acquisition. I'm going to buy a company. I need uh, millions of dollars to do so." And the bank manager recognized the executive's voice and says. Because he worked with him in the past. He was like, sure, yeah, what do you need? Uh, and so he transferred uh, a ton of money over to him. Uh, $400,000 at one point. I guess there's 17 other transactions that the same fake voice uh, was able to get out of the United Arab Emirates Bank. And it's all o- the money's all over the world now. But basically, uh, these fraudsters used a computer to replicate the bank boss's voice to trick the employees into sending money off. So we've seen Don't want to say no to the boss. No, no. Like we've seen Tom Cruise deep fakes and like celebrity deep fakes, but this is specifically just the boss's voice. Yeah. I didn't realize that it audio was was part of the deep fake. I thought you needed to have someone like an impersonator to do the voice and then the deep fake would just make that person look like the real celebrity or the real person. That's the one that we're seeing now, the celebrity deep fakes. Yeah, but they can do it with voices too. Yeah, I'm surprised you wouldn't have enough of this guy's voice audio saved somewhere because you would have to, like it would be easy to do with an actor because you could just feed their dialogue into a computer and then have it replicated somehow. But mm-hmm. to get like a random person's voice, I don't know how much of their their voice you need before you can start replicating it, but... I guess not that much, unless this is some sort of inside job. Have you ever gotten one of those phone calls where they don't say anything and you say, you answer the phone, you're like, hello, 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 who's this? I've heard that they're recording that in case they want to use your voice for voice authentic authentication if they're trying to steal your identity. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds like it could be after hearing this story. Hmm. Then keep your voicemail short then too. That's why that's I always that's why I always answer the phone like this. Hello? <laughs> Who this? Who is this? <laughs> Just in case. I wonder if the, if the bank executive, this boss, had a very distinctive voice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the bank executive. <laughs> I need $35 million. Well, it sounded just like him. Who else could it be? <laughs> Everyone's doing things themselves. It feels good when you you set a goal for yourself and you achieve it, right? Sure. No matter what the cost. Save a little cash by not having to hire a professional. Why not give it a shot? Oh, here's why. Uh, this story out of London, Ontario. St. Joseph's Healthcare reports a spike in the number of patients treated for at-home injuries, including finger amputations. Oh, no. When it comes to do-it-yourselfers. Yeah, I mean, am- falling off a ladder and breaking your rib, one thing. The amputation, the permanence of that mistake, that's awful. Oh, yeah, I haven't used the uh, the saw in a while, <laughs> yeah. right? Damn. That's that reminds terrible. me, do you still have my saw? I do. I do have a table saw of yours. 
What are you doing, man? I lent that to you like three or four years ago. And now it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't needed it. Yes, I have. Oh, come on. You just asked for it. I want it back. Okay, I'll bring it tomorrow. I want it back. I'm planning on getting... Getting my uh, my two fingers uh, cut off here. So, <laughs> yeah, be careful. So, there's an increase seventy six percent more patients with injury at the hand and upper limb center at St. Joseph's Hospital mm. uh, over the pandemic compared to before. I didn't know they had a center just for certain- <laughs> below the belt and above the belt. The hand and upper limb center. More people huh. building decks and doing home renovations. Homeowners that don't regularly do work like that or are doing it for the first time. Uh, more table saw, power drill, and nail gun hand injuries than mm. we're used to. All sound pretty gruesome. We saw more fingers that were amputated or partially amputated uh, during the period of time. Would you rather get it clean off or would you want it to be dangling, Jim? I think I think dangling because then it at least gets to the hospital safe. You don't have to get down on your hands and yeah. what's left of your hands and knees and look for it. Yeah, you're not looking through the eaves trough, sorting <laughs> through the leaves, trying to find something that looks familiar. Oh, Mikey Myers. <laughs> Slashing up the box office, Jim. Really? The largest R-rated film opening since the pandemic started for Halloween Kills, making over $50 million at the box office. Pretty good, pretty good. It is pretty good, considering they've made this movie like 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) They really have, yeah. People still love going to see it. Yeah, not only have they made Halloween like five times, I don't know how many Halloweens there's been, but every other movie that's made that's kind of like Halloween, there's got to be like 75 other ones too. One of the originals. I watched the original last night. Did you really? For the first time. You'd never seen it, and did it hold up? Like in your eyes, did you get it? You're like, okay, I understand why this, this is such a phenomenon. Not really. Well, I mean... It was like I, I watched the movies that made us on your suggestion the other day, and it's like the behind the scenes of these movies from yeah, back yeah. in the day, and Halloween was one of them. And I, I get it after realizing that it only cost three hundred thousand dollars to make, and it's that was impressive, but uh, it doesn't necessarily hold up, I would say. But the problem is, you've seen when it's the original, you need to appreciate that, yeah, because. It, it, it you've seen the same movie over and over again because it's become such a trope. Even worse, I've seen the parodies. Like, yeah. you know when she's looking at the window and Mike Myers is uh, standing amongst the laundry that's blowing in the wind? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's hilarious. And I don't know if it's funny <laughs> in the original, but after seeing, like, so many parodies of that scene, like, her looking at the window, now he's raking, or like, looking at the window again, now he's, like, playing squirt guns. Like, I don't know, but the just the original scene, he's just standing there, I laughed out loud. It, it, it's been ruined for me, you know? Yeah. But try and imagine if you saw that movie in the theater, not knowing what it was about back when it was first released. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I was trying to think of like what else came before this, and I I, I wasn't sure what to compare it to. But you know, I, I the low budget aspect of it, I I was impressed. Like in general, it's pretty amazing that they made a a movie that has. 
stood the test of time and become such a cultural, they create a cultural icon with Mike Myers. True, yeah. By accident, uh-huh. basically. Yeah, it just all came together. Uh-huh. Are you going to keep watching scary movies? Are you going to do Nightmare on Elm Street next? Yeah, yeah. I've got a whole bunch we've got to watch here. Uh, my girlfriend watched Hocus Pocus last night. I stepped out of the room for that one. Not a huge fan. That's not a horror movie. No, it's a Halloween movie for sure, but right. it's, yeah, not doesn't do it for me. Mm, Nightmare on Elm Street. That, that, I can tell you, as a kid who was told not to watch that VHS tape when my parents went out for the night, yeah. <laughs> they were setting me up. Of course. Oh, that was one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen in my life. I did not sleep for weeks after. America's Got Talent Extreme. Uh-oh is currently in production. I can see where this is going. Uh-huh. So think about America's Got Talent, and uh, you, you will see people on there who are endangering themselves quite often, shooting arrows at, at their assistants. Yeah, or yeah, swallowing a knife or something. Doing one of those Cirque du Soleil-style routines on some scarves, and there's, there's a chance they could hurt themselves. But America's Got Talent was like, well, there's got to be some more dangerous stuff they can do. Uh, Stunt went wrong. A stuntman named Jonathan Goodwin was strapped in a straitjacket, suspended upside down 70 feet in the air. There was a car on either side of him that were rigged to swing towards him, Mm. crashing into each other. If he didn't free himself in time, he'd be stuck in between. Oh, boy. Yeah. 70 feet in there. This was during rehearsals, so I don't know if the judges were on on set, like if Howie Mandel had to witness this. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go uh, as planned. He did not free himself in time, got sandwiched between the cars, which were rigged to explode on impact. Seems unnecessary. He then fell and missed the airbag, hit the ground. So everything that went wrong went wrong. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah, it could have went wrong. I mean, yeah. And here is the 911 call. 911, what's Atlanta Motor Speedway, the America's Got Talent filming location. Um, We had a man suspended from a cable. Cars were supposed to slam. He didn't drop in time. They slammed into him. He's got an open hood fit fracture. He's agonal and posturing. We need a rescue and a helicopter. Okay, well, what patient information do you have there for us, you said? Um, he's about a 40-year-old white male. Uh-huh. Um, he fell about 40 feet, missed the airbag, landed on his head. He's not, he has a pulse. His respiration diagonal, and he's posturing with a neuro injury. Okay, are you there with the patient, or is somebody else there with the patient? Well, we're all right here trying to get IVs and stuff okay. set up, okay. but there's a lot of people That's here. We've got yeah. deputies out there, too. So. Okay, I'll go and let y'all go so y'all can tend to the patient. Okay, okay. Well, all right. Bye-bye. Well, at least they were smart enough to have uh, some medical staff on site. It sounded like that lady knew what she was talking about. You would hope so. If you're going to swing two cars at a guy in a straight jacket hanging upside down, then have them explode at the end. I would hope you would have a couple uh-huh. medics on staff. Filming of America's Got Talent Extreme have been halted for the time being. Hmm. And the poor uh, stuntman in critical condition right now. 
Well, I'm wishing him the best, but you know, you're playing with like literally playing with fire here. It's not surprising at all, but I, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, playing with fire is one thing. Playing with two pendulum cars that explode on impact, that's that is the next level. It really is. I mean, I, I would love to see the footage if he com- uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. accomplished his task. It would have been wild TV. I want to see you peacock. It's Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Let's take a look at sports. NFL on the weekend. I know there's a a bunch of Lions fans who are listening right now, and you say you're used to it, but really, another loss. Uh, They have not won a game yet this season, and week six just is wrapping up here. This is ugly, ugly, ugly. uh, I'm friends with a couple Lions fans, and just to listen to them... Is uh, is real sad. I mean, uh, being a Bills fan, this was you know I, I got pretty despondent at times. But the Lions fans are taking it to a whole new level. I was uh, with a Lions fan over the weekend, and on Saturday, the Oklahoma Sooners were playing TCU. And if you're not a huge college football fan, or you want to seem smart, Caleb Williams is going to be the next guy. He's uh, a, a true freshman. He has taken over the job with Oklahoma, and he has it. If you are looking for a guy that is got the arm angle, got the arm strength, got the legs, got the just the, you know something special, quarterback he is, stud. He is the guy. He is one of those unicorns that you always look for. And the funny thing is, he's a freshman, so he is not eligible for the NFL draft this year. So I feel like the Detroit Lions are lionsing the draft because if they continue on this way, they're going to get the first overall pick in the draft, and they're not going to be able to get Caleb Williams. <laughs> and I can't remember the time a team got the first overall pick in back-to-back years. So the Lions... If anyone to, can do it, it's the Lions, Dev. The Lions need to <laughs> figure out a way to get Caleb Williams when he's eligible for the NFL draft because he is going to be special. Well, won't they just trap him like they trapped Matt Stafford? I mean, they finally had to let Stafford free so he had a chance to win with another team. Should they really do this to this poor young kid? Well, I mean, let's 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 be positive for the Lions fans here. I mean, in that scenario, Dan Campbell and his knee-biting ways have left Detroit, and they've got someone else in that hopefully would be able to make uh, something out of Caleb Williams or whoever they draft. Let's talk about the team that hasn't lost a game. Are the Arizona Cardinals for real here? I think they are for real. I mean, they've got one of those guys who is unique, like Caleb Williams. It's Kyler Murray. He is just playing out of his mind right now. In the NFC, you know, there's uh, some a lot of teams with really good records, but really I would drill it down to the Cardinals, Rams, and the Buccaneers as the teams I'm liking the most out of the NFC. Uh, the Packers and the Cowboys also after good starts this year, but the ca- Packers and Cowboys to me just feels like something is slightly off. Aaron Rodgers may make me eat my words on that, yeah. but uh, Kyler Murray is not a guy I would want to be facing in the playoffs right now. Uh, this is interesting. The Liberals, the Ontario Liberals, are proposing a four-day work week pilot project if they get elected in 2022. It's always the promises, isn't it? It does sound a little bit like <laughs> I can remember running for um, student council in elementary school, and I promised free pizza for everybody. <laughs> 
Free pizza, guys. You know, who wouldn't vote for that? I knew I couldn't make that happen, but yeah. No, I get I get wanting a four day work week, and I and if businesses want to do that, that's uh, awesome for that business. But for the government to like mandate or to try to push it, I think is a terrible idea. Yeah, how would they enforce that? They're not not even promising a four day work week. They're promising that they're going to look into it. They'll do an analysis on on what uh, that would look like. It's just such a thing that would only work for, like, white-collar workers who are sitting at a computer all day, I think. Like, do you really think that road crews are going to lower their production rates by 20% every week? Like, people are already complaining how long it takes for construction to get done. you think you're going right. to slow everything down by 20%? Well, this would be, you'd, you'd still work 40 hours a week. You would just cram those hours into four days. But, yeah, if you're doing a job that's physically draining, do you really want to add another two hours onto each work day. I think most, I think they already, most, most road workers aren't working 40 hours a week, but hydro guys will do four tens. I know that for sure. And then get every Friday off. So that's, that's an easy compromise. What does that mean for our show, Jim? See, I don't know. What if it was Wednesdays you got off? Four-day work week, but you had to work Monday, Tuesday. You get Wednesday off, and then you got to go back to work for Thursday, Friday. I mean, any day off would be awesome. It obviously wouldn't be as good as uh, the long weekend. You'd need a Friday or a Monday off, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then on a long weekend, you just go back to work for one day and then take another day off, then come back for two days. That'd be pretty awesome. Some companies have tried it, and we've heard from uh, studies in other countries where they say that the four-day work week is very beneficial for their business, but would it work for everybody? Is it something that the liberals would actually make happen? Sounds like a bit of a carrot dangle to me. Mm-hmm. Liberals proposing a four-day work week pilot project if they get elected in 2022. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.